in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the top ten, I am John Roca, and I am Matt Nose. This is a show that we do each and every week for our patrons over at Patreon.com forward slash the top ten yeah. with the number ten. Uh, there's an email address over there. They send in whatever topics, ideas, questions they have, and we just answer them as they come in. That's right. Right. Well, okay. Uh, I think you can start us off, Matt. So, what do we got? Uh, first one comes from Tim Williams and says, G'day, blokes. Hope you guys are dominating today. <laughs> Fellas, I've heard both of you uh, you guys mentioned you watched Winning Time. I am. So what NBA story would you like to see get the Winning Time treatment? And give me a couple actors you would cast in what roles. I wouldn't mind seeing a story on the Dream Team. It could cover the beef with Jordan and Isaiah. Shaq not being picked over. Uh, Leitner and even yeah. seeing those famous card games doing it rounder style with the guys just talking shit to each other and a couple of castings Winston Duke as the mailman Carl Malone and okay. Gary Oldman as Chuck Daly That's what? I don't understand that one <laughs> Gary Oldman as Chuck Daly and then thanks again blokes Huru. Timothy R. Williams. I think I'd go Ed O'Neill more for Chuck Daly than I would Gary Oldman, although Gary Oldman does a nice job with Churchill. I don't know if Chuck Daly is in his wheelhouse. I don't know. Um, so my answer would be, yeah, the Dream Team could be fun, but, I mean, how can you resist the Bulls? Um, especially the second iteration with Rodman. That shit just writes itself. And the last dance, the big complaint with the last dance is that it felt a little too controlled by Jordan. So if you were able to do like what they did with winning time where they were like, we don't give a fuck about Jerry West. We don't give a fuck about anybody. And we're just going to do it our way and yeah. tell the story we want to tell and just hit the basic facts that are true at certain signposts, everything else was going to kind of embellish or dramatize. Then I think this, that whole three Pete with Rodman is just rife with uh, um, storylines and controversy and drama and especially if you start with Michael Jordan leaving to go play baseball. So there's a whole first episode and a half where he is down in the farm league where he's dealing with the death of his father. Like all that stuff is there. The insinuations that he left because Stern was going to suspend him for gambling, which Simmons still won't let go of. And so all of that could be explored. Then Rodman coming in and how did Scotty and Rodman get along? Considering Scotty had such issues with Rodman. What was that whole thing like? Then him and going to Vegas, the wrestling, Carmen Electra, Phil Jackson, and how he's able to corral everybody. Um, and even um, uh, Steve Kerr and all of that, how that plays out. So there is so much that could be explored there in that story for sure, without Jordan's interference, for fuck's sake. Well, good luck with that last part. <laughs> I mean, could I, I agree. From using his likeness and his number and his name, I don't think he can. I don't know though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal because if that were the case, then 
Yeah. They could have done it with winning time. Right. Magic and Kareem could have stopped them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the Lakers organization and right. the Plus family and right, everybody right, else. Right. So I guess there's nothing you could do. Yeah. Uh, in that instance. Uh, yeah. So the first thing I thought of the dream team is a great suggestion. Just with that yeah. second three beat with the Bulls. Hell, you even have Rodman where he dated Madonna for a time. Right. Throw that you in can, the mix. Yeah. Throw that in there for shits and giggles. Yeah. Yeah. On it's top of everything else and the Jordan flying off to go gambling. Right. And, you know, uh, she not his wife. Yeah. Sure. She not sure. We don't know the timeline. I, I, I don't know the timeline. Yeah, I that. don't either. I don't either. Um, seems plausible. I mean, come on. They were all kinds. That's what, something that was missing from the last dance. A man was sleeping around on his wife. Allegedly, allegedly, I want to. I want to get a suit for the pennies we make. Who? Magic? No, uh, Jordan. Jordan was alleged. Oh, I thought you were saying. Well, that's what we got in. You know, winning time. We didn't see enough of that. Like, no, we oh, saw not a lot of that. Good God Almighty! Yeah, and they weren't. He wasn't married to Cookie at that point. So true. Uh, Kraus. I mean, the Kraus stuff, the Reinsdorf stuff. Oh my God! There's so much to explore there. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much you get into it because it's just so easy to paint them as villains right right so you'd have so, to kind of show the other side of it yeah. yeah a little bit and the problem is, is do they have another side <laughs> well, i thought last dance did a nice job of showing you what reinsdorf's point of view was and that yeah he didn't get enough credit for finding these guys signing these guys and building a team around jordan and i think you think him and jordan just didn't get along because reinsdorf didn't count out of jordan and so that was an issue he built the team so that they could win titles that doesn't mean he necessarily was genuflecting in front of Michael. And I think that's where Michael and him have issues is that Michael needed to be kneeled to and he was not going to bend the knee uh, and wanted equal amount of credit. Uh, and George's like, well, I'm on the court. It was like, you'd be on the court with nobody if it wasn't for me. So it's that balance, you know? Well, that was, that was Kraus. Kraus was the GM. Sorry, Kraus is who I meant, not Ryan. Yeah, 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 it's Jerry and Jerry. It gets easy to, yeah, yeah. to get confused. Reinsdorf is the owner and has the, the White Sox and – the common conception in Chicago is he's happy to spend on the White Sox, but the Bulls can suck it. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. Even though the Bulls have been wildly more successful. That's true. At least during their respective just- heydays. Uh, but that'd be a good one. I think the early 2000s Lakers. With oh, with the Cap, rise, Kobe and Shaq? Yeah, oh. with the rise of Kobe coming in, this brash young kid, Shaq, an established guy, and he's doing movies and rap albums and all that stuff and then you know yeah. it's the revitalization of the showtime lakers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh that would be a good one i'd definitely be down for the dream team one just to see the the much ballyhooed practice that there's no footage of where the college kids beat the dream teamers yeah and everybody that was there claims it was the greatest game ever played yeah yeah, yeah. exactly uh, yeah yeah leitner and all them um yeah. but th- let's see that would be a good one the Isaiah uh, Thomas thing, though, would only be like one episode. It wouldn't be like a persistent storyline throughout. I mean, no. they dealt with that pretty harshly and quickly, let the PR crisis blow over, and then just started whooping ass <laughs> so people forgot. You know? It's basically Jordan saying, it's either me or him. Yeah. Make your choice. Yeah. And cool sitting it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if you want it. me, I'm there. Yeah. But I'm not going to play with this guy. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, Isaiah Jordan. (laughs) Isaiah probably went to Magic and Bird and said, do you have any opinion on this? Yeah. That's speculative, but I would imagine that they would have gone to the brain trust of 
the vets that were there. Totally. Uh, you know, there's a number like Dark Side of the Ring is this show that was on Vice. I don't know if you know about it, Matt, but they go every uh, episode was like exploring the darker side of the story in professional wrestling. And they got like some really interesting interviews and there were some pretty unsettling stories, especially the two parter on Chris Benoit. That was incredible. And the NBA, if man, if you could do that with the NBA, it would you'd have such like you'd have 10, 12 seasons of stories to tell because you could spend a whole season on the on the um, the Mavericks with Tony Braxton. That whole storyline could play out over a six to eight episode season about how she how they blame her for single handedly destroying what they thought was going to be a Mavericks team. I think that was going to win a title with Jason Kidd. Was it Jamal Mashburn and um, I forget, was it Mitch Richmond or who was the other person? I forget who the other third person was, but like she supposedly <sighs> dated each one of them, and then that became all kinds of. Oh, was it uh, Jimmy Jackson? I think it was Jimmy Jackson. Jimmy, I think you're right. Jimmy Jackson. So nice like, pull. Seeing how she da- dated each of them and like how that messed with their, and of course, and then you could play the angle of like, well, here it is, a bunch of dudes blaming a woman, so it would still work with the narrative nowadays of pushing back this idea of blaming women constantly. This could be something that could really be fun to explore. Well, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're gonna do that, then there's Tony Parker in San Antonio sleeping yes! with other players' wives. Yes. Come on, let's explore that. I don't know if you get enough. Oh. That team was the average NBA fan was dull. Yeah. So I don't true, know if there's true. enough drama surrounding them to to justify. I mean, the Parker Weber, tried though. The Weber thing with Nelson could be a whole episode. Like if you had a two-hour episode on those things. Um. Yeah, the Weber thing with Nelson would be so fun to explain what happened there. Um. Uh, between them and oh, oh god i was thinking of another one that just kind of slipped my mind oh the whole G- gilbert gilbert arenas and jamar's oh, bringing pretty, a gun yeah the gun thing i mean that's all oh, yeah episode. if you're doing one-offs yeah sure one-off. then it then it turns into 30 for 30s yeah yeah oh i'd love to see those yeah dramatized 30 for 30 sure there's a million stories the lynn bias stuff yes kermit absolutely. washington punching uh rudy tomjanovich yeah right exactly uh, just to see, like, you know, how much of a fallout there was with uh, a Rudy T. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can do it's, – it's tough to get a full season because I want to see more winning time. It was an engaging yeah. story, but you have enough celebrity in that with Magic and Kareem. It's true. It's true. So, uh, like, would the Celtics from that era have as much of a pull for us? I, I, yes, because I love basketball for both right, the average right, fan. Right. I, I don't know. I'd be yeah, curious. I think it would be fun to see that. Yeah. Because like, you know, and the, and the criticisms that they were an all white team, even though they had Robert Parrish and DJ and yeah. Casey Jones and a number of the black players, but still there was this accusation that they were like the white saviors, uh, but they never started an all white uh, starting five. Uh, um, that was not their best players, you know? Yeah. No, the Celtics. For as racist as that town has been over yeah. the, the course of, you know, busing scandals and all that jazz. Yeah. And Bill Russell and, yeah. and his former teammates having to deal with shit. They've always had a diverse team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they allude to, hey, we're setting up this Magic Larry rivalry for a season two. If right. they decide right. to do a season two. So we would get some of the Celtic stuff. It'd still be, I'm assuming, Lakers-centric. Yeah. Uh, but I'd okay. definitely be down for that. Yeah, that guy was a damn good Larry, man. He was, he was. damn good Larry, man. I was when they announced the castings, and you go and look at the pictures. You're like, yeah. I, I don't know about any of this. And then you're watching it, it's like they nailed him, they nailed Magic, yeah. they nailed Kareem. 
Yeah, Kareem, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I figured those three were going to be impossible. And then Jerry West and Pat Riley, uh, <laughs> both great actors, but I didn't care if they nailed them as much because they're not yeah, the, yeah. the youth, <laughs> their prime. It's yeah. really going to be tough to pull off these, you know, these the physical stature of somebody who's 22 and just the absolute height of their profession. They actually made you give a fuck about Jerry Buss and about Kareem, who's not the most... How can I say this? He's not the easiest person to connect to. Especially at that time. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, especially at that time, because he's a notoriously brusque person. Yeah, and reclusive on some level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now he's, you know, more outspoken, writes a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the LeBron decision to Miami and blowing it in the first finals against the Mavericks, that could be a fun exploration as well. And like how trying to make it work with all three of them and how that kind of really bruised some egos and how they had to kind of figure out that he was the alpha with Wade as the second and then Bosch as the third. That could be fun to see how they navigated all of that. And isn't that when Van Gundy was moved off and Riley came in? Am I right on that? Yeah. Yeah. See, so there's even that to explore. I mean, that whole thing, could absolutely be explored. I think the Cleveland one with Teron Lou and David Blatt isn't quite as interesting, but the one him going well, to Miami because of the decision would be. Wasn't Van Gundy moved off when they won their 2006 championship? Pat Riley's the one that came down because I remember LeBron tried to get yeah. Spolstra fired. So I mean, yeah. mean Spolstra was the head oh, coach. Yeah, maybe. Because Spolstra just told him flat out at one point, he's like, you want to get me fired? Here's Riley's number. Go ahead and call him. <laughs> And just like, wow, good for you, Spo. And it's proven out, man. He's one of the best coaches. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, good for you, Spoda. Nice. (laughs) Don't Uh, let anyone tell you what to do. (laughs) But as much as I, you and I and everyone else would love that, uh, LeBron's production company would have a hand in that one. So that's we're not going to get the The full story. Fictionalized version that we got in winning time. We're going to get something much different. Yeah. Although your hope is that by the time that came out, he would be so knee deep in running his new Las Vegas team that he wouldn't have the time to focus on the production of this. He's getting that team, by the way. Of course he is. He's LeBron. He's LeBron. Well, he has an ownership stake in the Fenway Sports Group. Yes, he does, because he owns they own Liverpool. I know uh, yeah. yeah. But he transferred his 2% ownership in Liverpool to 1% ownership in the overall sports group, which means yep. now he has a piece of Liverpool – uh, uh, the Red Sox, yeah. the Penguins. So eventually, they want to move into the NBA. Makes natural sense. They tried to. They thought about buying the T Wolves. Yeah. So, and, and if there's anything LeBron would love is to win as an owner and stick it in Jordan's face. Do something that Jordan oh, for sure do, which be to win as an owner. And depending on when this they did this, he could still be owner player. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. So, I mean, I, I assume the expansion would be announced after the next CBA. Isn't that what Will Ferrell was in semi-pro? Yep. I don't remember. <laughs> he was owner, player, coach of the Flint oh, Tropics. That would be a great. Um, yeah, I mean, that could be. Yeah, and he's going to get his team. Of course he's going to get he his is. You know, it's funny. I was listening to Simmons and Rosillo uh, last night driving back from the movie, and I went to see Thor Love and Thunder again. And... It, they were talking about the whole situation of LeBron owning a team and like 
Oh no, he's not going to bring clutch sports people over. <laughs> like he said, oh, that's yeah. great. He makes other people pay for these people, but LeBron ain't going to fill his team with all clutch sports people. Dude, I almost ran off the road. I was laughing so hard because well, I don't yeah, even know that's standard LeBron. <laughs> at that point, can you be an owner and own? I don't know a portion of that because it's already like, how is this legal for a player? Yeah, to do this, it's a player's league, man. There's no way. Him and Silver won't get in a room and hammer it out. There's just no way. This next CBA is going to be something else. Because there's got to be penalties for what Simmons did and what Kyrie mm. did and what you assume Kyrie. Yeah. See, the thing is, though, I think Durant, if they don't get a trade done, I think he'll play this year. Yeah. Because it's well, just there, the type of player no tra- he is. We're not gonna, there's no trade out there, Matt. There's no trade out there. for Not him. for what they're asking. Any fucking sense. Any fucking the Gobert trade pretty much blew any trade you could possibly throw out there oh, dude, for Durant out of the water. Trade makes no sense. Yeah, yeah I'm so no sense. Look, do, do I like the pairing of a defensive center with Cat and sure. those guys? Sure, to shift Cat out. I still think you're going to have late game situations where you need spacing and shooting out there, which means Gobert's on the bench yeah. and you're paying him forty million dollars, and you just yeah. gave up five first round picks to get him. And, and, and it's, it's even more. Into the I think 24, 25 or 25, 26 season, it's a hundred million for Cat and him. Just yeah. it's those two guys. Yeah. That's another thing they gotta address it. Where is this money coming from, man? I mean, I don't understand how they're paying these guys. We're back to the 1990s numbers again now. Recently, some of these numbers being thrown out. I was just like, what the fu- where? Where does Minnesota have that money? I know they have new owners, but where is that money gonna come from? That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, we'll see in time. Yeah, they're gonna have to make some budgetary decisions coming up but yeah good good, great question tim so thank thank you sir thank you tim and uh before we get into the next one shall we take a break oh yeah let's take a quick break uh and we'll be uh right back all right we are back let's move on to our next question this one comes to us from michael dyke am i correct on that one matt michael dyke i believe so yeah okay all right. Michael Dyke says, hello, John and Matt. Greetings from Akron, Ohio. All right. Go Zips. My question is, are there movies that you love? Yes. That have parts, whether major or minor. Okay. So, Michael, I'm going to encourage you not to use periods in your, because I'm confused. I'm just going to read your whole sentence. My question is, are there movies that you love that have parts, whether major or minor, that make no sense or could never happen? Now, I know they're movies and are designed to entertain, like in Con Air, how did Cyrus build that entire room off of his cell with books, airplane designs, et cetera, and seal the wall back up without the guards or the camera spotting him? It's all and almost the same thing in Shawshank. How did Andy reposition the poster over the hole from the other side of the wall? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, so many more. Have a blessed day, gentlemen. Michael Dyke. Right, uh, so- I always took the poster thing as like it was tacked up at the top and he just lifted it up, crawled in, and then it unfurled. Yeah. And laid back down. Uh, but I'm going to lay back down without moving or anything. I don't know. I don't know. That's a fair point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. At that point, uh, it's such a minor to me. Yeah. Yeah. The Con Air one, you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, the rest of this movie is so yeah over-the-top ridiculous that I don't care, to be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, the whole thing in Armageddon where Ben Affleck and his – and the – rover find their way back to the other shuttle is borderline ridiculous like it's 
I mean, the whole film is impossible, right? But really, that moment, you're, that whole scene, you're just like, there's no way that would have happened. <laughs> AJ wasn't that smart. And so this whole idea of him ne- negotiating his way back to the shuttle, they would have died. There's, I mean, it's such a massive asteroid. It's not like, you know, it's a, a park. They're, it's a massive asteroid. They would have had to have gone so many different directions and been lost on so many occasions before they found the shuttle. So um, I can throw that out there. That's a movie I love. True. Um, what about the uh, ammunition? Why Why did they bring ammunition <laughs> on this flight? Why did they bring guns? <laughs> Get off the nuclear weapon. Um, Matt's always gone on about the stock stock exchange thing for uh, Dark Knight Rises. That's a big deal for Matt. Yeah, but that's not a m- movie I love. But yeah, oh, it doesn't make any doesn't make any sense. I like I like that movie yeah yeah yeah. it's gotten certain points in it like the opening scene with the jets Mm. that is just flawless agreed man agreed but the you know american oligarch makes a a trade while the the stock market there is under terrorist attack no trades go through that day yeah just doesn't happen all trades have been nullified we have to figure out what in the fuck happened what was going on? Why were they there? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And also on top of that, you're telling me that he had a mortgage on his mansion that he rebuilt <laughs> when he's a billionaire? It, yeah. Excuse problem. me? Is he just... He doesn't have the wealth we assume he does? Like, why, why does he have a mortgage? Why is he behind on his mortgage? Why are they foreclosing on his house? Yeah, yeah. They're going to turn off his utilities? How long has he been del- delinquent that they're going to turn off Bruce fucking Wayne's utilities? Bruce... Wayne, it just—you would assume he would just be able to call whoever is, yeah, the CEO of those respective utilities and be like, "Guys, I'm a little behind." They'd be like, "No, <laughs> you have so many assets. We're not worried about you. We'll just go ahead and float you for a while." I, does the Bat Cave take a lot of electricity? I assume so. Yeah, that's a, that's at least a hundred thousand dollars a month in electricity. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he calls. That's the bet. My friend Bruce Wayne. He's a little behind. Give him some more time. Seems curious that he's helping Batman's helping him <laughs> uh, stave off collectors. You don't have anything better to do with your time, Bats? Times are tough. There's not. A lot of time. <laughs> so, I really feel like you're just doing Pete Holmes as Batman calling <laughs> to stop collectors at this point. I know. I love Pete Holmes as Batman. Oh, no, it's great. It's absolutely great. <laughs> Mr. Fishy. <laughs> no. oh. Oh. That's my favorite one. He's asleep. Yeah, it's the best one. <laughs> It's the best one. Um, <laughs> what about <laughs> what about? Well, I think in Jaws, it's always bothered me that Quint took the bat to the radio. Quint took the bat to the radio. I was always like, why would you do that um, as a captain? Do you know what I mean? I get that you want to go toe to toe with this thing. I get it, but by the same token, why are you fatalistic about it? You know, why, why are you? doing that so it just struck me as odd that seems like an odd thing that makes no sense to me um and it was like a convenient thing it's like oh uh, i can't get any reception in a horror movie with my cell phone that that's it was kind of a convenient thing in that moment to have it be like oh his anger makes him use his bat to destroy the radio which makes no sense because then he's essentially dooming them to death and no responsible captain would do that and since he's been around doing it a long time i would imagine he wouldn't do that yeah, I guess you would just chalk it up to heat of the moment. Yeah. 
type of situation and it's almost like a crime of passion he was out of his right mind because he just became so yeah. enraged and enthralled with getting his revenge and retribution on yeah. sharks as a whole yeah as a species yeah. yeah just so pissed off that the sheer notion that they would exist still <laughs> or come after uh yeah human being come after him come after him right yeah um so yeah what about in in something like Parasite? Do you find it plausible that a couple could live in the basement and steal food constantly and the family would never notice? So I, the one woman does work for them. Yes, yes. But food would be like the grocery bill would be crazy mm. to feed an extra person, a grown man. I, I never found it a glare, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of random movies yeah. where is there some sort of plot hole but it's not a plot hole well just something that what, what did you say something you didn't like that oh, the make no sense or could yeah happen. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just mean, think eventually make... you would notice like why are we going through so much in the way of deli meats or something yeah i don't even like seem, turkey they seem <laughs> they seem kind of but oblivious aloof. like rich oblivious. oblivious you know so maybe that's why well, they yeah potentially they don't that amount of money, I guess, would be insignificant to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, fair enough. That, that's an easy enough explanation because if you ask someone super wealthy what the cost of a gallon of milk is, they're like, I don't know, twenty dollars. Yeah, like, like Whoa. was it Bush? Bush had no idea how much a gallon of milk cost back in the nineteen nineties. I remember that. That was a big deal in the campaign trail. Uh, um, what about ah shit? I just had it. I lost. Oh, the Star Wars movies. Oh my god, you could just go through the most recent star Wars movies. And there's like 500 things that don't make sense. Yeah. But I don't love those movies. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Oh, that's right. It's a movie you love. Fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Um, God damn it. Let's um, see. All right. What about in the first three? We both agree. We love those movies. Oh Is yeah. Anything that stands out and you're like, well, why does this happen uh, yeah I guess the ewoks I... being able to beat up the stormtroopers that was borderline ridiculous okay I, I will never ever accept that anybody sam whitworth could explain it as he loves to explain it it still makes no fucking sense i don't care if you want to say they're natives i don't give a shit that's ridiculous uh the, the this is supposed to be vader's crew and i get that the stormtroopers can't shoot or can't aim but i'll be damned if they would be able to be beaten by a bunch of furry little little creatures bullshit so that's always bothered me and it'll always take away from return of the jedi because i mean when you find out that it was supposed to be wookies that makes one million times more sense so yeah well, well we've also seen wookies fire blasters and stuff mm -hmm. but the uh, allusion to their overall massive strength is made yeah. numerous times that he could just rip your arms off right now if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, chewy. So you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I agree. Had it been, which I didn't know at the time, I didn't know until yeah, 20 I. years I later, later that yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be Wookiees. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that, that make a lot more sense. As a kid, I didn't give a shit. But the older I get, the more I watch it. It's like, this doesn't. Yeah. And yeah, the people that do make a defense, I, I want to believe your defense. Yeah, right. Exactly. I want to be on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That being said, this would be the equivalent of men with gunpowder coming to Neolithic, you know, spear-throwing Cro-Mags. And you're yeah. like, there's no way these Cro-Magnon men, unless they have 
tenfold the number of people yeah. to catch them while they have to reload. That's really the only chance you have. Right. You do know the terrain and whatnot, so you'd have advantages there. You can lay traps, but how many fucking traps can you lay before it doesn't really matter anymore? And they're walking around with those mini adats, and they've got blasters, and they got speeder bikes, and they've got bases and grenades, and you have clubs, like literal clubs. (laughs) I don't believe that you can do this. Yeah, agreed. Like the only reason they haven't exterminated you yet is because they don't feel you're a threat. Here's some ones that are in on a website here. Number one is is uh, Titanic. There's no way Rose doesn't make room for Jack on the fucking headboard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I get it. And, and I, I saw was it Graham Norton where DiCaprio was on and. He asked him about it, which I think was hilarious, right? And Jack and uh, Leonardo. Sure, it's the way the movie went. It's he didn't even want. It. He was very political about it, which I thought was great. But yeah, I mean, that's a scene that makes no sense. How about the crane kick in Karate Kid? Yeah, like I mean, he doesn't see that coming. Homie is like literally telegraphing what he's going to do. Well, isn't the crane kick illegal because it's a kick to the face and you're not supposed to take too. shots to the face? Point. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Which I didn't realize until someone pointed out to me when I was an adult. Like yeah. I didn't care. When I saw it in the theater, I thought it was amazing. I walked outside, started doing crane kicks. <laughs> My friends and I all did crane kicks that summer. Uh, loved every second of it. Didn't think about it uh, all the years after I watched it until someone else. And uh, in my head, is like, I don't, maybe there's a loophole for this? Yeah. I, I don't know. So I guess that would be an error that I don't give a shit about. Right. It's like, whatever. It if you're going to take that out, then that detracts from the enjoyment of the movie. Over, that doesn't detract from just make a slight rule change. We're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. I like this one where Buzz Lightyear freezes. If he doesn't know he's a toy, why does he, if he doesn't think he's a toy, why does he freeze with the rest of the toys? When Andy yeah. In the room? And uh, I remember someone pointed it out to me one time and I was like, oh, motherfucker, I never even thought of that. That was genius. The point that, that is genius. Right. It's it's so glaringly obvious, and yet it, you didn't think of it in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, there any, any others on that list? I don't know. Uh, Marty McFly. Uh, future life. Why why don't his parents recognize him as the mysterious kid from high school? When he's born, like when he becomes a teenager. Great question, but it's yeah. also through the veil of time. I don't know, but that would be such a significant event for both of them that you both think of them. they would remember. Absolutely. So much so that wouldn't Marty look at, I mean, uh, 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 George look at Lorraine and be like, did you fuck him? Because he looks yeah, right. an awful lot like... The dude we met in high school, even though the timeline of that doesn't exactly match. Did you fuck him? I want a DNA. I want a DNA. Well, I, I saw this theory not too long ago. Oh, yeah? It has, has nothing to do with this, but okay. uh, that Marty actually dies at two separate times. Oh, wow. Um, I can only remember one they show as an example where, you know, where he's... Uh, uh, they're coming, they're going through the uh, tunnel and he's getting chased 
and yes. Doc yes. is hovering above, and he drops that uh, the the ticker tape, not the ticker tape, but the, right. the streamer things, whatever. Uh, and he puts it down as a rope. Well, how did Doc know that specific time at that oh, specific yeah. moment, Marty would have been mowed over unless it already happened at another timeline, mm. and he traveled back to save Marty in this instance. So this is a variant. And I was like, oh, wow. I, yeah. You put way more thought into this. And there was another example from the movie as well. Just like, well, it's curious that Doc knew exactly the moment yeah. to save Marty. Uh, but I can't remember what the other one is. I've be been seeing this other theory about Top Gun Maverick. Um, that he supposedly dies in the opening. And that everything else after that is a dream. Like when a he's flying that jet? Yeah, because of the explosion. And he shows up at that diner. Um, and he, remember, it goes black. And then he shows up at the diner. So everything after it goes black is a dream. A total dream, seek death dream or whatever. And it's not real. And that's his like last thoughts in his mind. He goes through this whole movie as the last thoughts in his mind before uh, the ending of the film which i was like that's actually that actually works in my mind oh, yeah. that actually works you can make a case for that very strongly so i like that idea like everything works out he's able to say the right thing he leads yeah he's the, the perfect teacher yep all of it all that of it. that run he needs to show the students and they need to do it in a certain time and he crushes whatever the certain time is he gets that closure with with uh ice man yeah like, all of it works at penny benjamin it all works out and it's like oh interesting interesting yeah so I, I like that theory it really worked for me so anyway all right well there we go 33 minutes we should get on out of here matt that's this episode of uh, topic thunder we appreciate you all listening and being our patrons uh, or watching us here as you do on the uh, top 10 youtube channel what else do we have to tell them uh, mr nost uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Top Ten Show. Otherwise, on Instagram and YouTube, it is forward slash The Top Ten Podcast with the number ten. So please hit us up, and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And thank you to Michael Dyke and Tim Williams for your amazing questions today. Absolutely, and then you can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. All right, y'all, take care of yourselves. Be well. We'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Thunder.